Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Awesome God. Ephesians 4.11 Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 11. I found this new translation I've been enjoying the Passion Translation. Verse 11 says and he has appointed some with grace to be apostles. Somebody say grace. And some with grace to be prophets. Somebody say grace. And some with grace to be evangelists. Someone say grace. And some with grace to be pastors. Someone say grace. And some with grace to be teachers. What God gives is grace. What God gives is what? Grace. You may be age mates, but you are not grace mates. What God gives is grace. He won't give you a million dollars. He'll give you grace. He'll give you grace. Because he knows that when you operate in that grace, it can give you a million dollars. But when God wants to release something, what he releases is grace. That's what I sense that somebody just got. Somebody just captured. Someone just caught it. Grace. Grace. Grace to be whatever he has called you to be. Grace. 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 Two Sundays ago, we started talking about following God's plan for your life. And we started in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. God's word translation says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. They are plans for peace and not disaster. Plans to give you a future filled with hope. It says, then you will call to me, you will come and pray to me, and I will hear you. When you look for me, you will find me when you wholeheartedly seek for me. So we establish the fact that God has a plan. But God's plan does not take us away from prayer. It doesn't take us away from going to seek his face or calling to him. And that more than ever before, God's plan draws us to prayer. Because when he says that I know the plans that I have for you, thoughts of peace and good, to give you a hope and a future. And he's saying that then you will go and call to me. He's saying that when you recognize that plan and you come to me, that plan will be revealed. Because it's not hidden from you, it's hidden for you. Hidden in Christ Jesus so that you can find it. That's why Jesus would say, blessed are your eyes that they see. Blessed are your ears that they hear. Because there are people who long to hear and long to see these things, but they cannot. But he said, you see and you hear. So blessed are you. Blessed are you. 
And we talked about the prophecies that are ahead of us. Great vision, unusual exploits, deep waters, laughter, year of the spirit. That they are not just mere words, but they are communications of the thoughts in the mind of God. So when God is thinking about Kingswood Ministries International, Kingswood International Church, Padakot, God is thinking deep waters. God is thinking the year of the spirit. God is thinking unusual exploits. He's thinking laughter. That's what he's thinking. That's his thoughts. That's his mind. So when Dr. K would go in the presence of God as the general overseer of the ministry, and God would, would share that thought with him and share that mind, and then he will come and declare, this is our year of this, this is our year of that. It's not because he has nothing to say. No, it's the mind of God. So when God says, I know the thoughts I have towards you, he's looking at you and saying, I know the thoughts I have for you for 2020. It's the thought of deep waters. It's the thought of the spirit. Is the thought of the year of laughter. Is the thought of unusual exploit. So that when you come to my presence and you are praying, the picture I'm giving you is deep waters. The picture I'm giving you is that so you'll laugh. The picture I'm giving you is so you'll have unusual exploits. That's the picture I'm painting in your mind. So they are the revealed intents of the maker of the universe. Towards a people for a particular season. It's always in seasons. It's always in seasons. It's always in seasons. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So we talked about believe. The first thing we talked about was believe. That you have to believe the word of God. Hebrews 11.6 says, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. The King James will say diligently seek him. So you cannot separate seeking God from all this. You can't separate it. Even if we know the plans of God, we still seek him. So God is saying that he that must come to him must first believe. And then when you believe, when you seek him, you'll find him. So most of the time, we, what, when, wh why we don't, we don't get what we want is that we, we know that this is the plan of God for me. And because we know it's the intention of God, we are laid back. We don't pray, we don't fast, we don't, we don't sow, we don't, we don't do anything. We just stay back and say, if God wants me to have it, he'll, uh, he'll give it to me. No. So if I don't have it, don't people judge they are not having something by whether they have it or not. Say, hey, if God wanted to give me, he would have given me. Because I didn't have it, it means that God did not want to give me. Story. What are you saying? If Daniel had that attitude, would people not have been in bondage? Maybe till now. No. When you know the plan of God, you know how to what? Lambano. You know what Lambano is? You take, you take what is yours. That's Lambano. That's the Hebrew or Greek word, whatever it is. You lambano it because you know it is yours. It's when you don't know that you know, say, well, we the masses. We, have you heard people say that before? They should have mercy on us, we the masses. When you hear anybody say like that, just step back. Because you are not the masses. What does scripture say about you? A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a chosen generation. It did not say, I didn't see, did you see masses in any way in your Bible? No. 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 So when you know the plan of God, you go in the place of prayer and you lambano. You take it because you know it is yours. 
You know it is yours. I gave the illustration of a woman who lost the coin. Jesus said in the scriptures that she lost the coin. And then the Bible says that she will search the whole house looking for that coin. Why? Because she knows she lost the coin in the house. So if you know something is yours, you will seek it. So when you know God has delivered to you something, a plan, a thought for your life, you seek it. You find it out. You know that it's yours. You are about it all the time. Why? Because it is yours. But when you don't know, they throw something to you. Just say, well, half bread is better than... Please, let it not be your vocabulary. It shouldn't be your dictionary. If half bread is yours from God, take it. But when God has showed you one loaf from Mumphys, um, Miss Mom, Miss Mumphys, I want to call Miss what that place? Muffins, Miss Muffins. Have you tasted their bread before? This is nice. God has showed you one full loaf from Miss Muffins, and somebody's coming to tell you, my brother, hmm, our bread is better than no no. There's no job in town. Oh, the one you've seen now, just take it. Oh, come on. Is it by that? No. You know what is yours. God has showed it to you. He has, if he has not revealed it to you, you can take half bread. I can agree with it. Take half bread, though. Because you've not seen what is yours. But when you have seen what is yours, you've stayed in the place of prayer. And God has showed you. And said, okay, you know what? Uh, um... You're going to the UK by by um, May. You're going to the UK. So um, this is it. This is the plan and everything. And then someone now comes and says, hmm, my brother, hmm, there's vacancy in Abuja. You better go. You don't know what to happen in this country. Half bread is better than none. Is it half bread God promised you? When you eat the half bread, wait, who even made it half? When they were eating it, why did they eat half and left half for you? Why? Why did they not finish it and let you go and take your own whole bread? Half bread is better. No. When you know what is, that's what he's saying. I know the thoughts and plans that I think towards you. Thoughts of good. So you ask him. Because when he says you will go and seek me, you ask him, what is that good thought? He said it's a plan of hope. What is that hope thought? It's a plan to give you a future. What is that future? Why is God deliberate? God is 100% deliberate about our lives. 100. He doesn't just, whatever comes, comes. No, that's not how God operates. He's very deliberate. Very deliberate. So when he's talking to us, he's deliberate about the things he tells us. Most of the time, when we don't receive those things, it's because there's no enough energy to pursue it. No enough energy to wait and go for it. No, not enough. Not enough. I share the story all the time. It would have been insane for us to decide to get this place because it was the most expensive of all the places we saw. But God said this is the place. And then we didn't even have the money. But God said this is the place. So what did we do? We lambano. We fasted. We prayed. We stayed in place, in place of faith. We applied wisdom, negotiation. We came to them. It was 1.8 million. We asked them, okay, can I give you 1 million now? They said, oh, why not? Negotiation. So everything sometimes is not that you, need, you have all the money. No. God can deliberately not give you all the money. You negotiate. You apply some wisdom. 
can we give you one million? They say, okay, yeah, no problem. Give you one million. Yeah, when can you bring the rest? Ah, okay, let me give you so and so date. He said, no problem. When the date of the thing will come? On a Friday, I remember very well. Very, you know when God has done something for you, you can't forget. God taught me that principle. He said, do you know why the children of, uh, of Israel, the, the Bible says that there came a king that knew not Joseph. And, I, and God asked me, he said, how is it possible that a king will come and not know Joseph? I said, well, I don't know. He said, because they stopped telling the story of Joseph. He said, because what Joseph did was so great and so mighty. Why will a king come and not know what Joseph did? He said, because they stopped telling the story. He said, when God does something, he said, when I do something for you, don't stop saying it. Don't stop talking about it. That's how they will know the God that I am. So every time I'm bold enough to share the story. So that particular, it was a Friday. I remember very well. Kola had called me the day before and said, Pastor, it is tomorrow that we give these people. And I told him, I said, all is well. God will provide. Did I know how? I did not know how. Sincerely. My hope and trust was just him. Friday. Friday. Somebody say Friday. That holy Friday. I wasn't even praying. I was just in the house watching TV. I just got an alert. We were supposed to pay 400,000. I got an alert. 900 and something thousand. I looked at it and I said... God, you are just amazing. Oh. Then I called the people. I said, oh, no problem, no problem. And, you, know, the, 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 you can, you can never find that. But, yeah, we'll do the transfer now. Um, maybe today or tomorrow. I'll see how my schedule is. And then you know, when money has landed, you know, you can't you can talk very well. I, I, said, oh. I said, oh, okay, I'm busy now, but I'll see what I can do. Maybe I can do it today. If I can't do it today, I'll do it tomorrow. You know, but no problem. We're good. Let's do it. But God was faithful. But I've seen the plan of God. I've seen the thoughts of God. So when things don't happen the way you've seen it in the realm of the spirit, it's not God who. Just maybe you've not pushed enough for it. Maybe you've not lambanoed enough for it. Maybe you've not gone to the place of prayer and stayed and taken what is yours. Maybe you've not applied enough skill, enough negotiation, enough knowledge or something. Maybe, just maybe, there's just one thing you need to add to it that will make all the difference. Someone say God has a plan. Say, and I mean that plan. So we talked about believe. Believe. I think we mentioned about, the, about four or five things or so. The first one is that believe that God exists. Believe that he has a specific plan for, for you. Specific. He's specific. He's deliberate. He's deliberate. He told Jeremiah. He said, before I formed you, I knew you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Very specific. Very, very specific. And then believe that he's leading you. Believe that he's leading you. How does God lead you? He leads you by his written word. He leads you by, by messenger. What I'm saying right now. He leads you by witness in your spirit. By witness, You just know that you should go here or see this person or attend this interview or, or apply to this job. He, you just know. He leads you by witness in your spirit. And then what I want to zero on today now is follow. 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 There is a plan of God. The direction and path that leads to the fulfillment of that plan oftentimes does not look like it. 
There is a plan of God, yes. But sometimes the direction and path to that plan doesn't look like it at all. It doesn't. It doesn't look like it one bit. When we moved in here, do you know what tohu and bohu is? It's another Greek word. It was used in Genesis. When the Bible says that the earth was without form and void, it was tohu and bohu. As in nothing was there. The form was not, if you had come here that time when we moved in here and we tell you that, so we're starting church here, so um, you come and be part of the member. I say, hey, okay, pastor, God bless you. Eh? We shall be seeing you. I'm telling you, it didn't look, I don't know if we still have that picture. Find it on my system. It, it, it didn't look like it at all. But what? There was a vision in my heart. And I called our architect, Lakey. I said, this is what I see. Bring it to life for me. What can we do? So he began the design. Design. Do all sorts. We, we, we did the design and put the, 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 the platform somewhere there. Okay, it didn't really fit. We couldn't get the numbers we wanted. We put it on this side. We couldn't get, we put it on, on that other side. We couldn't get all that we're doing on the computer. We couldn't get, and then eventually we said, okay, this place, this has, a, has an entrance. There was, there was a, um, an entrance here. So what if we block this thing? It was going to cost us money because here, there's already a wall. We don't need, here there's already a wall. Over there there's a wall. But this place, there's no wall. Sometimes the plan of God may look the most expensive, but stay with it. Resources will come for it. I prophesy, whatever plan God has for you this season, no matter how expensive it is, the resources will come to you in Jesus' name. So we stayed. This was the most expensive of the plan. But we stood with it and decided to start doing it. Gradually, little here, little there, little there, little there. Blocked the whole place and sealed the whole thing. When the, and started this hole, now it became, there was a toilet here. Now the problem was, how do we separate the toilet? Do people just come inside the service and say, are they come, oh, go toilet, come back. And when you open the door, everybody in the service knows that you are shut and down, closed. Say, what do we do? Thinking. He came up with a plan. Say, Pastor, we can demarcate it like this, like this, like this. Did the whole thing. And boy, it came out well. People came in here and was like, what have you guys done? And then they were now angry. Why are you spending so much money on a property that is not your own? Yeah, good, good. Those are the pictures. Does it look like it doesn't? So why they were angry? Why are you spending so much money on a property that is not your own? There was no even lighting at all. We spent hundreds of thousands to do the lighting. Just light, just light. This is Bobby has seen. Why? Excellence. There was a vision in my heart that God was projecting. Not that the money was kept somewhere and then whenever we needed, we just go, well, it was kept in heaven. We just pulled from what was there, you know. But we went to God and said, this is a thing in our heart. How does it come to pass? That's what you do with the vision that God has given you. When you are praying and you see things in the spirit, it's not for you to come out of there and say, hey, if you see what God showed me, oh, and start boasting. No! It's for you to take it and run with it and keep pressing and pressing till it comes to pass. Why? Because it's the thought of God, not the thought of a man. And it will take the resources of heaven to bring it to pass. It will take the resources of heaven. 
So when God has a plan and he has a thought for you, you stick with that plan. Come what may, you stick with it. You stick with it. Glory to God. Second Timothy chapter 1 from verse 9. He said, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling? Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. This is what I want you to, to note. He said, who has what? Saved us. Are you with me? And called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to what? His own purpose and what? Grace. What did I say at the beginning? When God wants to do something, what does he do? He releases grace. He releases grace. So according to... Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he has given to us in Christ Jesus. When did he give it to us? Someone answer me. When did he give it to us? Before time began. So when you go in the presence of God, you are pulling what is yours. It's not, you know, sometimes people feel that because I don't have it means it's not mine. No. You don't have it because you didn't take what it's yours. You don't have it because it, you didn't take what is yours. So if Jesus is saying, if the scripture is saying that he had done it before time began, it's our responsibility to go in his presence and pull down what he has given before time began. Are you with me? You pull down what he has given before time began. That is scripture. Glory to God. So when you go in the presence of God and you're praying, and God is giving you visions and writing things in your heart. And you're seeing things. You see them and then you write them down. Do you know what I'm doing right now? When, when, we, were, when we were living in a one-room apartment, one-room apartment, myself, my mom, my two brothers, my sister, and sometimes we had cousins come over to stay. Just one small room. I was seeing this. And I was angry the more. Why was I angry? Because I didn't know how it was going to come to pass. So it was hurting me that I was seeing it. But I didn't stop. I had a book then. I would write and write and write everything that God is showing to me. I kept writing and kept writing. Sometimes when I read them, I get angry with myself. I said, boy, you are deceiving yourself. How will this come to pass? But I remember a scripture. When a woman like Mary, nothing that has ever happened like that before. And the angel came to announce to her and give her a vision and say, you will carry the Savior. And she looked around and said, it has never happened before. How shall these things be? It has never happened before. But the Bible says she believed. That's what I talked about last week. You believe. 
Having not seen, you believe. So she believed. And the angel said, the power of the Holy Ghost will overshadow you. So you don't obtain it by your strength. You don't obtain it by your own power. You obtain it by his strength. That's why he releases grace. That's why he gives grace. That's why he gives grace. So according to his own purpose and grace, which he has given to us through Christ Jesus. So in Christ Jesus, that's where we obtain that grace. Glory to God. That's where we obtain the grace. So when we have received that grace, what happened? We begin. Oh, you're showing the pictures. And then, of course, we began. Oh, that's, when was that? That's my birthday. Something funny happened to me. I was at the airport coming um, last week. Yeah. I was at the airport. After I checked in, a lady walked up to me and said, she wanted to sell me a package. She wanted to sell me something. And then I, I was negotiating with her and, and all that. And then she, she said to me, um, I said, okay, I would like to use it for, for my 10th um, year wedding anniversary, which is this year, by the way, 10 years. And she looked at me. And she said, who? Huh? When did you get married? I said, this year with my 10th year. <laughs> you like this? <laughs> and I was like, come on. And then it just dawned on me that, boy, you're not getting any younger. <laughs> Glory to God. And I was just thinking, okay, my birthday is in a couple of weeks. Um, day was, yeah, it's almost like two weeks. So I was now thinking, guy. You ain't getting any younger, you know. And all that. And I realized that God has really been faithful. God has really been faithful. It's when I, it was when I was thinking about it. I, oh, I'm done 10 years already. And it doesn't look like it. Do I look like uh, I don't look like it now. Right? Glory to God. Anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. So, look at the other verse. Verse 10. 2 Timothy chapter... 1 and verse 10. It said, but now, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ. That's where I'm going, church. That's where I'm going. So God has a thought. He has a plan. He has a purpose. And he has released grace for it. But he's now saying that that thought and that plan has now been revealed. So when we go in his presence of God, what we are getting is revelation. We're allowing that thing to be revealed. And it's in Christ Jesus. So the more we look at him, we are becoming more like the image of the grace that God has released. That's why everything runs through Jesus. Nothing runs without him. Everything runs through him. Everything. That's why he's the first and he's the last. And he's the author and finisher of our faith. He starts it and he finishes it. So you can't run anything outside him. Everything is in him. Everything is in him. And he would say that all authority in all the universe have been given to me. And I stand in that authority. And he said, I send you. So you are going in his authority and in his power. Not your own, but his own. His own. His own. So in 2020, when God is giving you visions and dreams, he's not asking you to fulfill them by your strength. He's asking you to trust him to fulfill what he wants to do. Not what you want to do, but what he wants to do. So when you are keying in to the resources of heaven, you are partnering with God to fulfill his thought. You are 
partnering with him because he says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know the plans that I have for you to give you a hope, a future, an expected end according to his plan. So when you get in his presence, what you're doing is you're downloading instructions to fulfill his plan. So you're just a partner. So it's the mind of God. It's the thought of God. One of the graces of God that I enjoy so much is the grace to be able to discern and know what should happen. The grace to be able to discern and know what should happen. I just, I just know it, that this is what will happen. This is what will happen in this season. This is what will happen in this season. That's, that's a grace I enjoy so much. So it's in God's thoughts and God's plan to give us a hope and a future. But it has to be what? Revealed. Revealed in Christ Jesus. Revealed in Christ. So when we get in the presence of God, we're asking for revelation knowledge. We're asking that that thoughts be revealed. We're asking that the exact, precise plan of God for our lives be revealed. That's what we're asking. Stand to your feet, church. How can we follow when we've not seen? How can we follow when we've not seen? If we must follow, it must be revealed. If we must follow him, it must be what? Revealed. Luke chapter 5 from verse 5. Luke chapter 5. Simon Peter was out for a catch. Start from verse 11. It says, So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. They forsook all and followed him. Let me, let me, let me start a little earlier. Look, look at verse 4. We know the story from when um, Simon um, went out to fish and then he, he couldn't catch anything. And then um, verse 4. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when he had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he, he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. Look at verse 11. It says, so when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Question, why did they go to fish in the first place? To catch fish, right? When Jesus was revealed, they left the fish and followed Jesus. It's not about what you're looking for. It's about Jesus. What I say? It's about Jesus. Because at the end of the day, he's all that matters. He's all that matters. You may think money is the problem. You'll be shocked. 
when Jesus is revealed and you find money, you drop the money and follow him. You may think a house is the problem, but when Jesus is revealed and you get the house, you leave the house and follow him. It's all about Jesus. Lift your hands to heaven. Following God's plan for your life. I want you to pray sincerely from your heart. Whatever plan God has for you, maybe God has revealed it to you over the years. God has spoken to your heart over the years, months or weeks. And it looks and it seems like, oh, pastor, that, that plan doesn't look like it's coming together. I have good news for you. When God cooks up a plan, he doesn't abandon it because your faith is too weak for it. He finds a way to make that plan come to pass in your life. So lift your hands this morning and just surrender to his will. He's more eager to deliver to you his thought more than you are eager to obtain that thought. He's more eager. So your prayer this morning is, Lord, I surrender to your will. I yield to you. I follow your plan for my life. I follow your plan for my life. I yield to you today. I follow your plan for my life. 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 Let that be your prayer. I follow your plan. I follow your plan for my life. I follow your plan for my life. I yield to you. Everywhere that I'm struggling for, with that plan, this morning, I surrender to you. I'm like a yielded vessel. I surrender to you. To that plan, to that purpose. I'm like a yielded vessel. I'm like a yielded vessel. I'm like a yielded vessel. Thank you, Father. Lift your hands to heaven, church. Father, you are the one that supplies grace for grace. We receive grace this morning. For all the things that you have in your heart concerning us. We receive grace this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, everything that you have spoken in secret. Concerning our destiny, concerning our future. Concerning the things that you want to accomplish through us. We receive grace this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that anyone under the sound of my voice struggling with the visions and thoughts and plans that you have for them and asking how shall these things be how shall these things be i pray in the name of jesus strength comes upon you in jesus name i say strength comes upon you in jesus name thank you precious father we exalt you forevermore take all the praise and all the glory in jesus precious name we pray the preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.